guys, welcome back to the Yee Yee Podcast. It's April 14th, and we are back. And I'm in the corner. I got kicked out of my spot. By Tyler. Why'd you kick him out of his spot? I don't know. I just felt like sitting here today. So we said early on that we that, that the podcast was not going to be... It was going to be fluid. Um, if Parker's gone one week, there's no reason we shouldn't still tape or... If Tyler's gone or if I'm gone or whatever. So we're going to have people jump in and out all the time. Um, you'll, you'll for the most part, see the same group, but it'll change a little bit. So today we're actually going to... for you. We need you here. Okay. I guess you need me. Uh, speaking of which, we have Ben in this corner over here, and we've got Brian in this corner over here. And a lot of people, whenever we stopped doing the Yee podcast, asked where it went, if we were stopping forever, because we only did like four or five episodes, I think. Um, we're not stopping. We're starting to back consistently weekly every Wednesday. This will release um, by the time you do your morning drive in the, in the morning on Wednesday, it'll be out. And the reason that we stopped is because Brian hadn't moved here yet and neither had been. And so it was kind of hard to get consistency, but now they're both in office. We feel like a real company now. Not yet. So it's not just Hayden and I, we need the neon sign. So for people that are watching this on YouTube, let us know what color sign, neon sign we should get. We're thinking like a like a yellow or a blue. Yeah, it's going to replace this metal sign right here. So it'll really, really pop. Um, but yeah, so Parker was saying we're kind of feeling like a real company because for the longest time it's been, um, Tyler's always been here, of course, and, and is over the brand as a co-founder. And then it's been Parker and I kind of in the trenches doing the day-to-day -day stuff. And within a matter of like six months now on the management side, we have we have Ben and we have Brian. So Ben's going to help me with marketing, everything marketing. And so content, um, we're going to start an influencer program, uh, ambassadors, all kinds of different stuff. So everybody that asks about that stuff, stay tuned. And then uh, Brian is everything video and, and also helps with the content. So anything that you've seen in the last eight months, six months, that has been video that you say, dang, that's really well done. Well, that's Brian. Um, so yeah, we're excited to get more people in here. And, and you'll see all the socials start to ramp up now. If you've noticed in the last couple of weeks, we're going to be posting a lot more. That's all Ben, who's going to be helping us out. So, yeah, if you if you have any ideas of like different content that we can do, like this is this is a brand that was started by um, started by trying to listen to what you guys want and what you guys enjoy, whether that be like a video series or or any kind of thing that that you think we could that we could pull off. Uh, it may not always be the best, but we're we'll try at it. You know. Um, so today we're going to talk a little bit about live music. Uh, we actually have on two guests. We have Robert and Taryn, who are both um, on the management team over at Billy Bob's. Billy Bob's is in Fort Worth, Texas. If you've never been, it's insane. It's the it's dubbed as the world's largest honky-tonk, and it is a place to see. If you ever get the chance, you got to go to Fort Worth. Um, they're kind of the leaders right now in the industry, wouldn't you say, uh, in, the, in the live mu music industry mm -hmm. of bringing everything back? Yeah. They've been doing it, did you say, 40 years? I think, I feel like 81 was the first year. It was definitely in the 80s. I think they've been around since, yeah, yeah, 1981, because they're having their 40th year anniversary, and we talk about that a little bit, but. Yeah, yeah, they're the standard for all large venues, any venue, any size venue across the country, for sure. Does that stand out in your mind, Tyler? I feel like, for those that don't know, like in Texas, when you're an artist, the first time you get to play Billy Bob's, like, that's a big deal. Mm -hmm. Uh you probably remember the first time y'all got to play it because in the for those that don't know in the green room in the back room at billy bob's they have a, a an allotted square for the artist's name and then everybody in the band and management 
gets to sign that wall and that's that's like a big deal mm-hmm. in texas do you remember like the date that that happened um i probably should and i'll ask robert and look but um yeah and, and no we granger granger had been touring a long time before we played Billy Bob's and it was kind of a mutual, you know, the, the venue, the venue doesn't necessarily need or want to book you until the artist is ready. And same thing with us. We didn't want to play Billy Bob's until we knew we were going to have a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. Right. So it took us, you know, when we finally felt like we were probably ready, it probably took us another year or two to be like, all right, let's go do this. Yeah. So exciting conversation with them. Um, I think that there's a lot of tidbits in there that everyone will enjoy a couple things that we've got coming up this week. So if you're listening to this, uh, Wednesday, April 14th in two days, we have Yee day and why don't you guys, oh, well, Yee day it's, it's its second year, uh, officially. Why don't you Parker explain a little bit what Yee day is, what we commemorate kind of what Yee stands for and what the day is based on. And then, and then kind of what we what we've got planned for this friday yeah i'll actually have tyler why don't you explain it because you came up with the entire thing basically i just made the products yeah well so ye started in 2011 um on our very first earl dibbles music or not music video um video that went viral where earl said ye in the video and then <clears throat> so ever since that that date we've been trying to catch up to what was created, what we created. And in 2015, in April, April 16th or 17th, somewhere around there, uh, Yee officially was incorporated as an LLC, as an official business, you know, trademarked under the state and all that kind of stuff. And so the last year we decided to do, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, it's the five year technically anniversary. Mm-hmm. Let's do let's let's celebrate everything yee yee call it yee day and do a big product launch so last year was the first year 20 2020 right mm-hmm. april 2020 i guess it was during covid but yeah so that was and it was just a big product launch we didn't invite anybody or or, or that sort of thing but this year we are inviting a bunch of our friends and influencers in the outdoor lifestyle space if you guys have seen the holler music video, it's a bunch of those people that were in that video. And um, yeah, we'll see them here in two days on Friday. Um, and it's basically going to be a ton of content creation. We'll be filming a lot. There's going to be probably 50 or 60 people. We're going to have catering from Torchy's Tacos for lunch, Black's Barbecue for dinner. Um, we're bringing in a, a fish tank. Both of our ponds are dry. So we're, we're getting creative and we're bringing in um, an above ground fishing tank. 2,500 gallons that we're filling with water from a fire truck um, and then putting bass in there and fishing for the bass. So that's going to be fun content that you guys are going to see. We're going to have a lot of a- uh, UTVs, ATVs from Can-Am is bringing some out here. One of them is going to be a custom Yee, so I'm excited to see that. And then obviously shooting a lot of guns and just hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. And then on the store side, we're going to have like 15 to 20 uh, products some of which have been released before that people have been wanting back for a long time, like the multi-cam hat, the floral hat, and then a few new men's and women's products too. This hat's going to release 
just a few cool things that we've never done before and we're not going to push it like insanely hard it's just going to be something like small and fun since we just had our spring launch and then we're gonna have the summer launch in june it's just something cool to bring back some some old stuff that hasn't been in the store in a while and then introduce like a few new products too so keep it fresh and for those listening and and saying wow that sounds fun i want to be there you know every year we plan on this to be bigger and bigger and this year um there was some radio giveaways where radio winners um called in and try try to get a chance so i think we're flying in uh one radio winner from oklahoma city and then another one from pittsburgh uh pennsylvania so yeah and so for you guys wanting to come we're gonna have opportunities um probably not this one um because it's it's in two days but yeah we'll, we'll think of something creative and fly down some some fans for sure for the next one yeah the farm is such a like mystical place so so many people want to want to come here so we we have to find that perfect balance of like having those events here and there whether it was the truck giveaway in december or, or something like this in the future and then also remembering that this is a place of work and that we're trying to get a job done here as well and that we're trying to get your packages out to you so we can't be um we can't be messing around all the time um cool so that's yee day uh Man, if you've seen our socials the last few days, you would know that TikTokers, man, TikTokers right now are just crazy. I feel like we need to talk about this because everybody's been been asking, but and and Ben doesn't have a mic for this episode. Maybe next time we can talk about that. But our socials have been absolutely overrun with TikTokers asking for free stuff. And it was cute at first. And this is me raising the white flag as, as I run our socials and asking to please stop DMing me asking for free stuff. Have you, have do you, you seen think, it? Do you think it's TikTokers or do you think it's just the age of people on TikTok and then just have nothing better to do but to ask for free stuff? No, I think it's a TikTok thing. And everyone was getting, when we posted about it, all of our fans that have bought, you know, numerous times are, they're like the old man yelling at clouds saying these these dang kids like they never worked hard for anything i'm not going to do that i'm not going to say that because i think it's a tiktok trend i don't think it's an age thing i don't think it's a tiktoker thing even though i just you know alluded to that i think that it's just it's a tiktok trend right now and it's so funny because we've had a couple other people that manage brands that are um in our same in our same genre and have the same values as us and everything and they hit us up and they're like dude everyone's asking us too and i think everyone's ticked off at us because we're actually giving people numbers. People will say, how many likes for a free Yee hat? And we've been, I went through a full day of just saying random numbers, anywhere between 7,000 and 12,000. And now it's just getting out of hand. And all the other companies are mad at us because we are actually responding. And they're like, come on, now we have to respond. So it's funny how that works. I think it's just a trend though. I'm hoping it'll end soon. It's not anybody from Instagram, it's just TikTok. Well, a couple people will say, you know, how many likes on a reel or whatever, but it's always, it's always like how many likes on TikTok. It's a whole trend. I looked it's, up. Yeah, it's just a trend where people will say, you know, I need the boys' help on right. this one, and right. so all the boys, the boys on TikTok go and like like it so that their buddy can get something. Free. Is it like Parker said? Is it because it's it's young kids and they feel entitled, or is it more mm-hmm. the platform and TikTok of what it's? what it's no. become no i don't think so at all i don't think it's like an entitlement thing i don't think it's like a generational because thing. people think... don't necessarily want to post it like an instagram post that gets a certain number of likes that will get them something but tiktok's just that fun app where it's like 
people are more likely to just post something that they don't necessarily feel like their reputation's on the line. It's right. just like for fun. So someone can just be like, hey, it's just like something fun to be like, hey, if the boys give me 5,000 likes, then this company will get me something free. Plus it's, it's a lot easier from what I've seen on TikTok to gain mm -hmm. a huge following overnight for just a normal person that, you know, just a good old boy that's like, I'm gonna start a TikTok and the next day he has 500,000 followers. It's, you can't do that on Instagram at all. Mm -mm. But like Parker, Parker literally didn't have a TikTok a couple of weeks ago and now he has 300,000 followers because he got one viral video. So that probably has a lot to do with it where anybody can jump on the platform, go viral, get a ton of followers it's kind of like winning the lottery, right? When, if you don't have that financial literacy mm -hmm. and that foundation of what to do with money, it's just going to be gone, right? So it's kind of like you get a lot of views and you came from nothing. It's like, what do I do with this? Give me free stuff. You know, I'm famous now. That's a tough look for you, Parker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just ruined you. Well, like I said, you know, I just appreciate you guys hanging out with me when I was <laughs> living in mediocrity and, you know, the average person really that was just you know, not really doing anything in life. But. I think, I think that what it is is that TikTok is a discovery app. It's made to discover just because you follow someone doesn't necessarily mean anything. Whereas Instagram, <clears throat> it's building a brand and then even more so you, <clears throat> golly, even more so YouTube is really building a brand. Like I've always said, if you have 50,000 on YouTube subscribers, I mean, that's better than it's a lot I'm, harder. To right. That. That's a better than a million Instagram. Instagram. Followers. I mean, I got, I, I just came mm. off the biggest show in the world, The Bachelorette, and didn't get many followers from that. Granted, I was, I wasn't, didn't get much screen time, but Parker just blew up overnight on TikTok, you know, and has more TikTok followers than any of the guys that like won the show with yeah. me, you know? It's crazy. And at the same time, it's not, it's not downplaying TikTok because I'm watching influencers take their mega following on TikTok and turn it into a brand. But I think over the next two years, we're going to see who is able to cash in on that, um, on that vir virality quickly and just get like those short-term deals, whether it be with an, you know, doing ads or whatever, and who's going to actually build a brand. And a lot are trying to build a brand, I will say, but I think a lot of people right now, I don't care how many followers you have, are realizing and we, we can attest to that how hard it is to build a, a lot what a, what a lot of them are doing is a lifestyle brand and how hard that is to build um anyone can sell 10 t-shirts and 10 hats but do people give a damn about like your message and what you're really creating you know yeah and the amount of time that it takes to cultivate that brand as a living breathing thing which is what granger mm -hmm. had in tyler and then tyler had in me and then we had in you and then as you just build everything just bottlenecks and it's like it's hard to be a creator and then also make an a plus quality apparel company it's like it just takes more more time and more manpower it's tough it'll be interesting to see um on yee -Yee day because we have a bunch of tiktokers coming that have done really well in that space like 10 or so mm -hmm. that dynamic between them and then like the, the guys that have been doing youtube and have built that like hundreds of thousands or millions of subscribers on that and kind of all kind of in the same world, but not. Yeah, you know, it, it'll be, be like Tratter Gang and then <laughs> like the OGs of YouTube yeah. facing off. That'll be interesting. Shout out Tratter Gang, by we'll the way. We'll get back to you guys and see if the TikTokers ask for a bunch of free stuff. <laughs> Tratter Gang's doing a very good job of building a brand, I will say. Like those guys, 
they took a couple guys that are four or five guys that are crushing it on their own and all combined. And they took like this cute, hilarious viral thing. And now they're like building a brand on it and it's still in the early steps from what I can tell, but it seems like they're crushing. Um, and then a couple things, everybody's asking about live tour dates with Granger right now. Um, a couple of dates that we have coming up April 17th, Port O'Connor, Texas, uh, April 22nd. Which a lot of these probably will be sold out yeah, fair by enough. the time this comes out. So <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. So keep that keep that in mind. April 22nd, Cheyenne, Wyoming. April 23rd, Inman, Kansas. April 24th, Manhattan, Kansas. And April 25th, Sioux Falls. And so if you weren't aware, Tyler is Granger's manager. And so can you talk a little bit about like how hyped you are right now to be getting back out on the road? Yeah. The, the, well, the most exciting thing about these is these are full capacity, four out of the five are four, full capacity, no mask shows. So, you know, when COVID happened, everybody, you know, that had a band or did music was like, okay, how can we be creative? Let's do, you know, online shows. Let's okay, cool. Now there's drive drive-in shows where people in their car. So that was exciting for like a week. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's how, you know, when you go from playing, huge shows with people packed in right that feeling and that emotion that you see in the in the crowd of them responding you know to the music is is just unmatched you just can't compare that to anything i mean granted we were super grateful for some of those shows you know it, it you know kept the band and crew together um you know you know kept their chops up and that sort of thing but we weren't getting paid anything like we were just getting by as far as expenses goes just to, to put the diesel in, in the buses and get to where we were going not the on online ones but the the drive-ins and the and the reduced capacity like greatly reduced capacity shows and so those were fun just to get together and stuff for for a little bit but then we were like man this is just mm -hmm. this kind of sucks right. so these shows coming up we're super excited like i said they're full capacity shows and already almost all sold out so people the fans are super excited just like we are to get back out yeah we talk a little bit about this and whenever we talk to the billy bob billy bob's folks but i think that we're right now we're experiencing what we saw a hundred years ago um or 80 years ago whatever after after prohibition era like post prohibition era everyone just wanted to get out and party because they had been cooped up for so long and so that's why you have is it the Roaring Twenties? Is it the Twenties? Forties? Mm, yeah, it's the Twenties, I think. Well, the Twenties was like a depression, but... <laughs> I think it was the Forties. <laughs> no, I don't think it's the Roaring Forties. Can someone this? fact check that for me? It's 20s? the Twenties? Yeah. Ben's That's saying it's the Twenties. Yeah. Um, we are in the Twenties right now. Someone said that the other day, and that weirded me out. They're like, someone's going to look back and be like, y'all remember that pandemic that was in the Twenties? <laughs> I was like... Yeah, I guess in 2080, the yeah. 20s are going to seem like a long time ago. Yeah, when they actually drove places. But I think that we're going to see. I think that we're going to see something similar to post-prohibition era. Whenever everybody had been cooped up for so long, they just wanted to get out, and so we're seeing it with ticket sales. Like ticket sales are through through the roof, and I think that everyone is wanting to get out and go see shows and go to go to festivals and going to restaurants and going to bars and going to live events, whether whatever it is. I think that everyone's wanting to get out right now. Yeah, I think I'm a big, big, huge advocate on the front lines for music saves lives. Um, you know, people say stay at home, it saves lives. Like I get that. And, but people being able, like being cooped up for a year, like there's all kinds of, of, you know, mental awareness and, you know, 
anxiety and depression and stuff that hits in. So not only is it, is it going to be good to, to just get out, but you know, music speaks to the soul and like, and saves people. You know, that's my belief seeing that, seeing it firsthand, what it can do to people, you know, in the crowd that are dealing with something and then seeing Granger up there singing and the stuff that he's had to deal with, you know, he's just an advocate flying the flag of like, Hey, you know, live life to the fullest, you know? Yeah. I think that there's also like, from what we've been talking with agents and with different management and different artists, I think there's this general consensus that late July, mid July, sometime in July, like is kind of whenever all everyone, all these artists and managers and agents are looking at their, their routing. And then they're like, all right, that's whenever we're kind of going to start back. And so, which is great because um, you can attest to this, but so much like everyone thinks that artists get paid a lot more than they do, I think. Um, And artists get that last paycheck. Like they're, they're paying every single person on their team, which is a lot more behind the scenes people than you realize. And so like a lot of artists aren't making as much money. And a lot of times where they do make their money touring is those summer festivals. Like the summer festivals just, you know, they tend to, they tend to do better. And um, those big lineups, it's also another chance to be in front of 25,000 people or 20,000 people whenever you're typically playing, you know, clubs or bars or, you know, small theaters or whatever the case is. So I think it's great that this is about the time that we're getting back as festival and fair season is kind of starting to get, get underway. Yeah. Especially Granger. I mean, Granger is, I've never seen anybody like him where he will, he will die for his band and crew. And he's, he's always the last to get paid if he gets paid anything Mm -hmm. like, you know, after rolling down, down the highways and, and, two buses and a, and a semi and the production, right? All the costs that are associated with putting a show and tour together is a lot of money. And then, you know, the, the salaries, you know, Granger was one of the only artists that I know of in the entire industry that kept his entire band and crew on salary through everything. You know, everybody, when this happened, let everybody go. And he was the last one because, you know, he didn't get paid, he paid his guys, so. But that's a testament to him and, and the guys sticking with him and us being able to come back now when we can after a year of them being him being loyal to them and them returning the favor and being there when when we're about to kick up this month. Yeah, a lot of a lot of people in the industry went and got other jobs like that's the sad reality, whether they're in the band, whether they're a roadie, whether they're taking your ticket at the front of a venue um, everywhere in the industry. Like the unfortunate thing, I think that everybody's wanting to come back. But what's going to take a little bit? I was thinking about this the other day. What's going to take a little bit is hiring and a lot of those people went out and found other jobs if they had other skills they went and did that um or they they went and found other work or whatever it may be like that it's important to remember those people too i wrote down something uh some ways that you can support artists and i guess we'll kind of finish with this uh but some ways that you can support artists as shows come back don't ask for the guest list if you know someone just pay pay for a ticket for a show it it means more to everyone right now just to pay pay your dang ticket um support local music as well there's there's all these big acts going to be coming through in the next 12 months but make sure to go to that local dive bar and pay the five dollar cover and go support that person that lives down the road um don't ask for free drinks at the bar a lot of your bartenders haven't had jobs either for the last however long or they've been struggling or whatever so pay for your drink tip the bartenders as well um and then buy merch like merch sales help so much and like what we were just talking about a lot of these 
a lot of these shows may not pay a ton of money. And a lot of times artists are losing money on shows. And so whenever you're able to, whenever you're able to buy merch, that's huge for the artist because not only does, is that extra income, but you're now a walking billboard. And if you really believe in that artist and what they're creating and their, and their brand and what they have to say, then you're walking everywhere on the street wearing that shirt. And, um, that just helps that helps go yeah, along what ways. people don't a lot of people don't realize is if they go to a show and they see it sold out and you know packed two thousand people or whatever whatever it is they're like oh man maybe they're thinking granger's loaded like that sold out ticket prices were 20 bucks like but it's just not the truth the truth is a lot of those shows you know after paying all our expenses we're, we're either breaking even or losing money but we're going out there just because we love to tour. It's what we do. We love to see the fans and play music for them. And sometimes the merch pays more than what the venue is paying us and, and allows us to, to keep going for sure. It happens a lot. Yeah. Good talk. Well, we are going to take a quick break. And then whenever we come back, we're going to be interviewing Robert and Taryn from the Billy Bob's team. I think y'all are really going to like this interview. We're going to talk all about the future of live music and where we're headed. We now welcome on our favorite guest of all time. Well, two favorite guests. We've got Robert Gallagher and we've got Taryn. And both of them are on the uh, management team over at Billy Bob's, the world's largest honky-tonk up in Fort Worth. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having us, y'all. So I've known both of y'all for, for a little while now um, in different capacities, and I think that both of you are just so uh, so great at what you do. And obviously, Granger's played Billy Bob's a million times, and it's always it's always a joy whenever we see a, a Billy Bob's date come up on the, on the tour schedule and knowing that I'm going to get to that we're going to get to work with you guys again um, and see you guys and take some, take some shots in the back room with, with Robert at Billy Bob's. Gotta take a shot. <laughs> Early today though. Um, so you guys are, ha have been, I'm guessing, preparing for the 40, 40 year anniversary. Uh, I guess that was, that, that happened a couple weeks ago. Is that correct? Yeah, so we celebrated our, celebrated our 40th anniversary on April 1st. Um, yeah, it, it's been many months in the making. Um, I think that our talent buyer actually booked the act for that date two years ago. So wow. we, we've been prepping for quite some time now. Robert's been prepping since, what, 1989? Yeah, I agree. So was, uh, was the act that you guys had for the 40th year anniversary. Was that the Gatlin Brothers? Yeah. It was. Uh, Gatlin Brothers, 40 years to the day after they performed on opening night. I was here. Oh, on, wow. So, not as an employee, but as a VIP member number 416. Golly. So you were there that first night, and then now you're here 40 years later working with the exact same band. Yes, absolutely. Man, that's awesome. That was great. Great weekend with Hank too. It blew the doors off. Yeah, y'all just had Hank Williams yeah. Jr. last week, which is insane. Tell me how that went. Well, he killed it on Friday night. I I didn't think it get any better than Friday night, but Saturday night, 
Kid Rock and Miranda Lambert showed up and joined him on stage and, and for two or three songs. And, and his son, and, Sam. Yeah, an his son, Sam. He brought his also. son, Sam, out. He's a good singer also. Anyway, it was just, I've never heard a crowd that loud or that long. It was, it was amazing. Was that a and surprise? Just the energy in the room. When I, Did anybody yeah. know they were coming out? Kind of. Kind of. But it was, it was, it was, you know, those sections always change in a minute, you know? Yeah. Robert knew, but it was a surprise for those of us in the audience who are just sitting there vibing to Hank. And then all of a sudden you look up and like, there's Kid Rock. And then <laughs> you blink and there's Miranda Lambert. It's like, holy What crap. songs did they sing? He, he sang that, um, what is it? It's Summertime. Summertime, his song. And then they all sang Family Tradition together, which was wow. super special. A long version of Family Tradition. They traded, they traded verses back and forth for an extra long version. Did, did Hank send them a jet, Miranda and, and Kid Rock? Kid Rock had a jet. He had his jet. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. You know. He pulled up in the stockyards? Hank flew in also separately, you know, a couple of days before, and then right back out after the show. Yeah. Does whenever you find out, I'm guessing like day of show that someone of that magnitude is coming, does, does that change event security? Does that change event ops? Like how does that work on y'all's end? doesn't change a lot. You know, I've got guys out back anyway. So uh, we just alert everybody, our staff, especially, I mean, the entire staff is incredible and nobody, uh, uh, they treat them just like anybody else. Welcomed them when they got out of their limo and, Escorting backstage and backstage staff just took care of him. Uh, he was gracious. He ordered one beer from our backstage waitress Daphne and said, "Thank you very much," and handed her a hundred dollar bill. So wow! Nice. And then he went and visited with Team Ropers next door out back and talked to them twenty minutes or so. And then one of them gave him a, a rope, and he wouldn't he would not lay it down. He carried it the rest of the evening. That was his prized possession for the weekend souvenir that's the most billy bob's Best. souvenir ever by the way for the list uh, for the listeners that don't know billy bob's there's a reason billy kid rock and miranda show up it's because billy bob's is is the best venue in the world i mean anytime we come you know we're treated like like family and it's pretty much our favorite place to play and we've played all over the country and even the world australia and canada and nobody does it like you guys and so there's a reason that y'all been doing this for 40 years our entire staff from top to bottom front end of the building to the back are exactly the same way we just want artists to be happy and come back definitely and i think that's one of the special things um you know we did a few 40th anniversary interviews with artists um and one of the questions we asked was like, what makes playing Billy Bob so special? And everybody said, you know, Robert Gallagher treats everyone like family. Like we know that when we show up, we're going to see his smiling face and he's going to have a monkey shot ready for us. And it's, it's going to feel like we're in a family environment. And I think, you know, that's, yeah, that's really it, special. It was real comfy. It was really comfortable when they were here. And they enjoyed it too. Miranda, to show up just a week or so before her, uh, first triple sellout. You know, she sold out five shows coming up. She was the first gal to sell back to back. First, any artist to sell back to back sellout, and the very first to sell five nights sellout. Yeah, that's insane. Whenever I saw that, they y'all kept adding dates. So, in this in this post touring um, COVID time, that kind of transitions into the next question: Is 
are you guys seeing that um because there's all like artist a may play the bar scene and then artist b may play the small club scene and you know all the way up until stadiums are you guys seeing that whenever you're reaching out and trying to get availabilities on artists and working with different agencies are you seeing a shift right now that you're able to get artists that 18 months ago may have previously i know billy bobs is billy bobs but they may be playing arenas they may be pay, playing you know 10,000 cap rooms or, or whatever that size is are, are you guys seeing that your your artist availabilities is opening up a little bit compared to a year and a half ago absolutely so our general manager marty travis and gary ozer outside talent buyer. They've been working hard to get these big acts that, that cannot play. There's no arenas open. Right. So offer them multi-nights. In some cases, the tickets are a little higher than normal because uh, uh, their entourage is numerous buses. And 25, Hank had 25 people in his crew. So, uh, you know, expenses. Uh, but people haven't been hesitant to purchase those high dollar tickets because so much easier to see them here, even if you have to pick one of those five nights, than to fight a crowd and go see them with 16,000 at an arena, you know? Right. And there's something special about um, kind of quote unquote intimate performance. I mean, we're still, our max cap right now is 50% um, of our normal capacity. So 3,000 people versus 15,000, you really feel like you're at an intimate show. I mean, just sitting in the crowd for Hank Williams Jr., I was yeah. like, this is this is amazing like he is you know 50 feet in front of me on stage right now and i'm not gonna see that anywhere else so definitely something special about being yeah. able to see him in this smaller venue and and, and listen marty and gary they're not letting up they, they they got feelers out there all kinds of surprises coming up oh yeah uh because that tour those those big tours they're probably not going to hit the ground again until late summer or even fall or even late fall. So uh, hopefully we'll get a bunch more uh, big surprises just like that. That's, that's what I was going to ask. Besides Hank, are there any superstars? You don't have to name names, but any of the George Strait, Garth Brooks caliber that you guys have had interest in their, their parties reaching out? I mean, we're looking at um, a rock and roll legend that we just got confirmed that we'll be announcing. Um, probably within the next couple of weeks, that's going to be, you know, just another monster for us. Um, I, I'm not sure that we'll see the Garths or the George Straits. I mean, we never say never around here, but right. I'm not sure we'll see them because their revenue stream has never been based on touring anyway for the last 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. George's revenue stream, it hadn't changed much this year <laughs> because yeah. of and he'll go back you know, usually he'll do his few shows in Vegas, and that's about it. Uh, so I don't really expect him to come, but well, again, he's, never he's say got never. His, his own tequila line now, so. Right. right. So, I mean, uh, you know. It's been the silver lining of COVID, though, to be able to, to see these artists that normally would have outgrown Billy Bob's again. Um, that's, yeah, yeah. kind of like I was saying earlier, if there's any place that those big artists are going to go, Billy Bob's mm -hmm. is the place to go. Thanks to you guys and what y'all built. Thanks, Robert. <laughs> oh, <okay>. We're done. <laughs> so that's so that's on the uh, that's on obviously it seems like on the band side of things, depending on how large you are, um, 
what your following is, where your revenue is coming in from. It seems like a lot of people, especially in that middle ground artists are trying to get back out there. What have you guys seen from the consumer side? Like, what, are, are people trying to get to concerts as soon as they can? And let me preface this also with, um, it is the it is the country realm. So there's a little bit of that, um, how people think. And it's also Texas and Texas has opened up 100%. So what made you guys want to um, slowly transition? And right now I think you're doing 50%. Um, and what are you seeing from consumers? Like, are they just trying to blow out the doors, trying to get into venues? Like, what do you, what are y'all seeing on y'all's end? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're seeing people just ready, ready to be out. They are, you know, they've all been inside for a year. I mean, ish. Um, mm -hmm. And they're, they're ready to come back to shows. They're ready to get back out into the world and kind of go back to what would be normal life. Um, we're seeing artists who you know normally we would we wouldn't expect you know crazy attendance like they're selling close to our yeah. covid capacity um right. if not reaching sellouts and right. it i think that just really says a lot about you know the fan base and especially in country music like people are are ready they are ready to drink some beer and dance and listen to live music and it's, it's really a light at the end of a very dark COVID tunnel for us to see yeah. um, from a venue standpoint, because I mean, we closed our doors for what, almost six months. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a really scary time. So to see so much enthusiasm and just the want to get back out there is hallelujah. Amen. Yep. And our 3000 crowd, it's really been nice, even though, that's still a big crowd, but we'll, we'll take it real slow. We won't be back to full capacity till late summer, probably maybe even later. These shows are working. Ticket prices are up just a little bit, but people are paying them because they want to get out. And, and uh, we spread the reserves out in the showroom. We took about 800 seats out. People like that right now. So they don't mind paying a couple extra bucks for uh, being a little less crowded in that showroom. So it's, everybody's in. I mean, the, the city's in, the, the fans are in, and, and we are. We'll, we'll just slow go it from here on. Yeah, we're, we're just we're happy to be here. So why mess up a good thing? We're uh, speaking on the, the artist side with Granger. We're super excited because this month we have five shows um, booked in Wyoming and Kansas and South Dakota, and four of the five are all full capacity, no masks. And so... I was telling Granger when we go, I might cry going out there, you know, and they're not the, the 3000 or 6,000 full capacity. Like you guys have, you know, they're about the 15, uh, 1500, 2000 range, but they're all almost sold out. And so we're super, we, we can't wait. That's great. That's great for every artist. You guys coming in, saving us new year's Eve, yeah. 3000 sold out mass capacity. It's wonderful, you know, and, and a lot of the artists we see, Miranda hadn't worked in a year and a half. Hank hadn't worked in a year and a half. They were so happy to be back. They rehearsed two days before ever coming here. Uh, and I expect Miranda's probably going to rehearse somewhere uh, before she comes here, uh, just because they haven't been on the road. Yeah, it seems like the artists are looking forward to the shows as much as we are, which yeah. is amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's such, it's just all it is is a, is a complete blessing. You know, and, and never taking another show for granted because 
you know, y'all as well as us, when you're on the road, as many dates of the year that we are, it almost becomes somewhat of a grind. You know, what city are we flying into next and where the bus is picking us up at? And, but now it's like, man, it's just perspective and and just being so grateful and thankful and and always reiterating that to the band and crew and, you know, not that they need it at all because we're all so excited to get back. I mean, you just don't realize how, um, how much of your life really is, you know, on the road and within the shows and then something like the pandemic happens. You're just like, oh my gosh, like this is my whole livelihood. I am, I don't, I don't know what I'd do if I didn't do this. So, you know, what, what, what do you do at that point? Yeah. My final question about the Hank Williams, a little bit more lighthearted. So, the, the, the record that I always hear about that's associated with Billy Bob's, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, Ron Bingham holds the record for most beers consumed ever on a night at Billy Bob's, correct? That's Tash, you know. Yep, so Hank held it um, from 1984 till 2014, wow. and then Bingham beat it by less than 1,000 beers. I want to say it was like 600, but I, I have to go look at the data. But yeah, Ryan Bingham holds it right now. I thought y'all were talking about how many the artists consumed. So <laughs> <laughs> Robert probably holds that record. Uh, Gary Stewart probably holds that record. Oh, we love Gary. He's Gary. an awesome talker, man. And he could knock that beer out too. <laughs> do you think, uh, so here's my question. Do you think if Hank would have come back under normal circumstances, 100% capacity on a Friday or Saturday night, do you think he may have, had a chance at that Ron Bingham record this time? Absolutely. Oh, we sat out there. We were amazed. We looked at tables, bucket of beer, bucket of beer, bucket of beer, bucket of beer, everywhere. It was more a beer crowd than anything. And buckets everywhere. Hey, Robert, who was that artist? Um, the story, there's so many stories I've heard, but that, that artist, legendary superstar that cut his set short. And- uh, and he said it was probably a lot but he said do you know who i am i'm i'm you know bleep bleep so and so and you said well i'm bleep bleep robert gallagher get back up on the stage right now that's not exactly what i said <laughs> talk about the killer he called everybody killer and the killer short told us and i said killer you going back to doing encore he said killer the killer doesn't do an encore and i said well the killer might want to tonight or the killer be giving back thousands of dollars <laughs> <laughs> damn killer and he went back out that's funny i figured a little uh, a few of the stories we've talked about may not uh may not be repeated on this podcast i I told robert the last time i saw you i said you got to write a book and he said hell no i'm not writing a book i can't talk about any of the things i've seen since (laughs) 1980s yeah it's not fair (laughs) i agree i think that's why people love you so much is in the artist world Aaron spent an enormous amount of time the last year preparing our 40th anniversary book. She knows a lot of stories and she's been doing interviews with people for a solid year to prepare for this uh, 40th anniversary year. So she, she's got all the stories locked up somewhere. She'll release them as she wants to. Yeah, the book looks amazing. I'm going to have to get one. What was that? Sorry. It's, uh, so we didn't get his stories in the book, but we were able to put a lot of his old photos. Yeah, yeah. Um, so much so that uh, one of our one of our partners over at Live, the Live at Billy Bob's record label was like, "You should have just named this book Robert Gallagher and nah. Friends." So nah, it's great. 
you know, when we started saving boxes of photos, I did, there was no computers, there was no scanning. So Taryn, when she started working on this project a year ago, she goes, I got to have old photos. And I found two or three boxes in the <laughs> end of my storage building. And it was like a gold mine to her. She just went through tons of photos. There were Johnny Cash photos. The envelope that they were in was still sealed. Wow. Like, That's awesome. What? Where'd this come from? Yeah, it's great. Incredible. Well, I, I've already looked through that book, uh, the video that you guys posted on Billy Bob's, but I'm going to have to get one the next time we're, down, we're up there so we can put it on the coffee table here. Um, one of our favorite venues in the world. So. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. Um, it's awesome to hear from people that are at the forefront of what you, what the, the industry coming back and, and where, where we're headed as, as a whole and as a group. I think we're all all going to the same place, just trying to figure out how to get there. So it's cool to hear from you guys. Hey, thank you. Well, I hope to see you both real soon. Yeah, Absolutely. even for a Granger show, still hey, come up and hang out. Knock, knock on that back door with your laminate. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you guys. Bye, guys. Welcome back to the Yee Podcast. I've got myself. We got Parker over here in the corner. Hey, Parker. Hey, guys. How's it going? He's been banished to the corner for this episode. And then we got Tyler. I'm going to just keep bringing up things so that Brian has to switch the camera to me um, for the YouTube episode. Yeah, every time he edits. uh, And then, real quick, um, no, that was just for the camera to come to me. Sorry, I'll shut up. So, every time Parker does that, (laughs) Brian has to then go pull that clip. So, it just ends up being a lot more editing. So if you remember whenever we were doing the Yee podcast a uh, con- little bit more consistently, we did our fantasy rankings. And so it's a little refresher on the fantasy rankings. We rank something. So we've done worst Valentine's Day gifts. We've done uh, best beers. What the, what was the other one we did? Can you remember? Um, Super, Super Bowl, Bowl snacks. snacks. Yeah, best Super Bowl snacks. So basically... That I got roasted for on yeah, Instagram. Yeah, you got roasted on those. So yeah, we'll... Dude, he had some bad ones. <laughs> it's because all the good ones got taken. And but no one let you me... had the best one. Well, yeah, because I know our... like chicken wings. Yeah, I know our listeners, man. Hayden rigs it. <laughs> uh, so how it works is uh, we'll start with Tyler. And our topic today is best activities in the spring or best things about the spring. So we're just feeling like perfect right now. It's, it's officially spring. Um, it's, spring is in the air. So we'll start with Tyler. Then we'll go me, Parker, back to Tyler. And if someone picks yours, it's off the board. You can't pick it. So use your picks wisely. So Tyler, with the first pick in the spring activities, best thing about spring's draft, what do you got? Favorite thing about spring? Yeah, just or like an activity about spring or just the best, you know, spring. So besides the warmer weather, it would have to be the blooming of the, the like the greenery the blooming of the trees and the flowers and that sort of thing i'm a big nature guy so that's definitely mine he's gonna get roasted on instagram i hope we post that so make tyler, sure blooming flowers yeah, make sure whenever we put that <laughs> whenever we make that graphic ben that tyler's first pick in the draft was flowers <laughs> i planted i planted uh some lantana and petunias just recently, because it's spring, and that's Tyler, my favorite Tyler, thing. Tyler came into everybody's office individually and asked if we wanted to go see his new flower bed on his uh, little windowsill, and everybody said no. I I, I, they did. 
I think Granger would agree with me though on that answer. Well, I think it's inter- it's something that most people wouldn't know about you is that you you were very inter- like the same way that I'm interested in quail. I've noticed that yeah. over the past six months you've become very interested. I, I check our trees every day. Yeah, and it's not only because of the spring, but we had the snowpocalypse here in Texas where it was uh, the craziest coldest storm we've ever had. Uh, where a week there was ice and under thirty degrees, it was like literally in the single digits. We've never seen that so. I'm anxiously awaiting, like I never have before, to see if all our trees come back. My Palo Verde died, which is an Arizona mm-hmm. like based like Dang. desert tree, which was beautiful green bark and like yellow flowers, but that one's gone. It was just funny because the other day I walked by and Tyler's just standing there with his hands behind his back, like ultimate dad, just <laughs> just staring. And there's four trees out here, and he goes, "You think those trees are gonna make it?" It's like. I- I don't know, man. Like, can you approve this for me? <laughs> I just want like s- validation. Like, you know, I kind of know, like, I hope they are probably not, but I want you to say, yes, they're going to make it. Yeah. 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 You're right. <laughs> Even if I don't believe it or have any clue what I'm talking about. Um, okay. So I've got this pick. The best thing about spring is the extra hour of daylight. So it took a little bit to get used to it. That's a good one. Early on. But now I'm like all in, um, not eating dinner in the dark. I'm actually eating dinner while it's light out. It's been a little bit harder to go to bed, but I think I'm good now. So the extra hour of daylight all throughout the spring and summer is just clutch. I love it. And yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a solid pick. I'm going to go with the sun. So in Texas, in Texas, spring is winter is like 40s and 50s highs, which is cold for us. And then late summer in August, it gets to be like 100 to 110 and you just can't even go outside. So like March, March through May is my favorite time of the year because we get a lot of sunny in 75 to 85 days. And so one of my favorite things is the windows down drive on a spring day in Texas when you got a good song playing and you got the fresh breeze and it's not too hot. Backroad song playing, right? Yeah. Granger Smith, go buy the new album out now. No. Yeah. What's, what's cool too is I've noticed maybe not our demographic and not us particularly, but I think it's cool that all my friends that don't typically listen to country music, like they're not, that's not their go-to that spring weather hits and the windows go down and that's all they listen to mm. all summer. So no longer am I the guy at the party playing country and they're telling me to turn it down. They're asking for Chattahoochee and they want that. They want that country music played all summer, spring, summer. All right. Next one, back to you. What you got? No, no, it's we all went. Now it's back to you. Spring. <laughs> Granger did this too. <laughs> Spring again? You got. You're gonna be better than Granger. Granger's was rough. Yeah, you have to pick your yeah, top you pick top, three top three favorite oh, wow. things about Spring. Can flowers be number one? Trees? Yeah, your flower. No, 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 no. <laughs> Whenever you said plants, it knocked off blue bonnets. It knocked off everything that grows from the ground. It's now off the list. Okay. I got one. Um, spring is the time that white-tail deer drop their antlers. So mm-hmm. I love going shed hunting at the ranch because um, they drop them in. The first one I saw this year, what is today? April. It's April. I saw it like March 1st. I saw that. So that that's always exciting for me. And I like just getting out and walking again. It has something to do with nature. So No, that's good. That plays. I, I didn't realize until like the past couple years that, shed hunting is like a huge thing that people do like as soon as deer season's done i know it's turkey season in a lot of places right now but that's like that's what a lot of people turn to is is shed hunting and it's kind of cool because you have an idea of 
of like I don't know if you've got high fence or, or low fence or whatever, but you've you gotta get the idea of what's in your area. And I feel like that's a cool feeling to find a to find a nice a nice shed and never have seen that deer all season. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit of promise for, for the next season. Um okay, mine is my one of my favorite things about spring, and I know it's officially spring, is whenever I hear Jim Nance's voice on the Masters. So mm-hmm. the Masters just happened this past week. However, we're recording before, so we don't know who won. Brian swears up and down, our video guy, that it's going to be Jordan Spieth. And I wouldn't hate that either since we're all since we're Texas guys and we, we root for him. But there's something about hearing Jim Nance on, on a spring day in April, and it's a Sunday. And so my what I do when the Masters comes around is all Sunday. It's just... 20 minutes of napping, 20 minutes of watching the Masters. 20 minutes of napping, 20 minutes of watching the Masters. And the entire afternoon is just Jim Nance's voice, just that smooth, that smooth announcing voice. Uh, and With it the just, piano playing. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Can, can, we insert the, can we insert the Masters sound? Will we get in trouble if we insert that right here? Oh, okay. Well, look up, look up the master sound. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna get in trouble if we use the master sound. But you, you probably know of it in your head right now. If you don't, go look it up and then come right back to the podcast. That's like, that's whenever I know that spring is officially in the air. Whenever the masters comes around, what you got, Park? Uh, I like to go lay out by the pool once it's finally warm enough and get some caffeine in me in a book and just lay out for a couple hours you're saying i was gonna get flack it that could have if you would have just if you would have just said a beer, out. if you would have just said beer i think it would i mean played. i like to go <laughs> i like to get hammered and uh listen to hank williams that's my favorite thing about spring <laughs> we were talking about because uh neither none of us have a pool because we don't live in apartments but ben and brian both just moved into apartments and so like whenever I was helping Ben move down here from Massachusetts, I was literally just sending him apartments that had the sickest pools. I'm like, where are we going to be sitting this summer? Cause we're going to be at Ben's pool all the time. So we were talking about that. And Parker was like, man, I just love a day just with my book and my coffee. Or we're like going to lose so many followers from this podcast. I was thinking about that. Like everyone's going to see our true colors and it's like, <laughs> Tyler, what are y'all's favorite things about spring? Everyone would be like bush light and fishing. It's like, beautiful flowers blooming a nice sunday afternoon with a book <laughs> like so lame yeah yeah well mine's similar to you at the pool but just with a six-pack and I, I i bring the book but then i never touch the book you know you bring the book but it's like yeah, this ain't gonna happen <laughs> yeah, my mind as soon as i uh if i have any alcohol in my system like i'll have a beer before bed and then read Mm-mm, that book that i'm not reading like i gotta read before uh that's a good one all right, last pick for you. Um, do you all have anything that I'm just forgetting about knowing me and my personality? I mean, honestly, uh, fawns. No, no, that's anything with deer is just that's like, June, that's summer. Yeah, you already, you already kind of. I used mean, Tyler's deer. two favorite things are ranching and white-tailed deer. Um, I mean, I, I really don't have anything else. I mean, I guess I could say festival season music yeah but that's more summer county fairs and festivals and stuff it also doesn't have to be just you like what what would play to the masses you know like what's i mean there's a few obvious ones 
maybe that aren't as interesting to you. You're probably going to say March Madness. It already happened, so not now. Man, I got nothing. Like, I don't know. Like, you can, you can you, I'll let you use one of mine. It's got to be one of those top two, though. You can't use any others. <laughs> Weddings? Dude, don't read it out loud. I may have used that one. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I could say, you know, the personal development space. I feel like everybody, this is an opportunity to continue crushing goals that you set, you know, maybe in January when that all kind of fades away. Right. And now we're here in April and it's like, you know, a reflection on it. Am I still committed to the original goals that I set? Am I still growing? Am I still on track to accomplish all the goals that I set for this year? So I don't know, to me, maybe it's a chance to reflect and, and go over goals again. And when, when most people are falling off to, to, you know, put the pedal down and, and go harder right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. I feel like your, your vibe and your energy are just rejuvenated whenever spring comes around. Like I've, I've had such a pep in my step here recently, specifically whenever the, the cold weather turned. Um, and so I've, I've been feeling a little bit better. So I get that for sure. Uh, wow. So mine, mine is going to be nothing similar to that. Mine is one of my favorite things about spring is all of a sudden, whenever it gets to be great weather, you can day drink just because the weather's nice. All of a sudden you're not an alcoholic. It's because the weather's nice. I saw, I saw a thing the other day that said, uh, I saw a thing the other day that said it's I'm drinking because I have a condition called quote, it's because the weather's nice. And I was like, that's so true. Like as soon as it's a Saturday in the spring and the weather's just fantastic. I'm like, well, <laughs> bad day to be a bush light. <laughs> so sorry. Maybe that's just me feeling that, but I would say also too, you get tan. Yeah, that's true. On our walks, <laughs> you know, you take your shirt off cause the weather's nice and you get tan, get rid of that pale winter complexion yeah we're out in the middle of nowhere and our drive is so long um from the front of the property to the farm so it's always nice whenever it gets a little bit warmer not that i'm like seeking out a tan but if i'm gonna walk for 35 30 minutes a day i'm gonna try to get a tan you know what so. was what was this one the realization that this may well not... that's that's a that's an honorable mention that's one of my honorable mentions we say well, honorable mentions you say that because it doesn't they, i know i know I saw, complete I, sentence. I, yeah i forgot what do you got last one Round us out. When the when the weather gets warm enough to where you have that friend who has a boat and you can take the boat out for a day yeah. and play some music on the speakers and either, I guess if it's a fishing boat, fish, you love to do that. Mm -hmm. Or if your buddy has a wakeboard or something or uh, surf on the back of the boat. Yeah. That's always fun. And I can't do any of that stuff. Right. I, I'll, I'll fish. We were just talking the other day about how shore fishing just gets kind of stale to me but I would love to go out on a bass boat sometime. I've never, I've never fished out of a actual boat. With oh, someone yeah. who knows what they're Changes doing before. Everything. And I feel like that would totally rejuvenate my love for fishing, but we need uh, to go out with lunkers. Yeah. Yeah. He's a professional now. Well, uh, kind of on that, like whenever the, I know that white bass aren't everywhere and I figured that out here recently, but there's like for about two weeks, the white bass will come out of the lakes and they'll go up into the, the streams and the rivers and the creeks and they'll start spawning and they travel miles. And so that's, that's something that my dad and I have always bonded on because he's got a couple boats. And so we'll go up in the, in the creeks and whenever the white bass are running, they, as a lot of you guys know, they, they 
don't do any of the things that they typically do. Like their attitude is just all they care about is spawning and all they care about is food. So, I mean, it's nothing. We, we limited out the other day in less than an hour. I mean, you're, you're casting and, and hitting casting, hitting, like it's crazy. It's one of the most exhilarating things. And it doesn't take a lot of people don't, a lot of people like boo boo on it because it doesn't take a ton of skill, but I'm okay with that because at the end of the day, I just want to catch fish and, um, they're, they're good to eat. They're a lot better than like large mouth, but that's what, that's some of my favorite part of spring. I feel like I know it's spring whenever, whenever the white bass start running. Um, couple honorable mentions. I can't believe that we missed, uh, baseball. It's kind of tough to be a, Ooh. yeah, it's kind of, t- I'm, I'm not the biggest, I'm not the, we've, we've got Ben over here with a Red Sox jersey. Uh, I saw the Red Sox had a walk off last night. Uh, we're a Ra- I'm, I'm a Rangers fan, so it's really tough to be a Rangers fan right now. But they open a new ballpark, and I can't wait to go. Parker, there's nothing better. Have you been to Wrigley Field? Mm, when is we, it the Cubs Stadium? Yeah. Yeah, I've been there. Once. When we play in Chicago in the spring or summer, man, it is so fun to go to Wrigley Field to a Cubs game, get a couple hot dogs and a, and a beer, yeah, and watch the game. Just that environment, especially just on a pretty day, is so fun. Yeah, I'm going to Chicago in a couple of weeks, and I just realized that they're not playing a home game, so I'm really disappointed because that's on my bucket list, my sports bucket list. Uh, weddings, I know that that's kind of weird, but weddings. Super spreader. Super spreader, yeah, hand up. Um, no, weddings are awesome in the spring because the, the weather's nice. And and it's not during football season. It's not during mm. football season because if you're one of my friends and you have a wedding on a college football Saturday in the fall, don't get mad at me whenever I have the phone out at the table while you're doing your first dance and I'm watching Alabama versus Georgia on a Saturday night. Like, it's just it's just going to happen. So, spring weddings are the best. Because um, fall, there's so much going on anyway. Right. And so, like, in Texas, it's fall and spring are the two best times of year weather-wise. But fall, there's just so much going on from holidays to hunting. football. Hunting, to, And yeah. it's hunting season, yeah. And in the spring, everything kind of slows down. Yeah. I've also got on here Yee Day. That's in two days. Um, shorts weather. I don't wear shorts a lot, but it is nice to be able to have that option. Um, and then the one that I, I wish I would have said, but it's one of my top ones. About This is about that time of the year where maybe you guys can't relate, but it's that realization. You look in the mirror and you realize that summer is quickly approaching and that you're going to be in swim trunks very soon. And you're like, maybe that summer bod ain't going to happen this year. <laughs> Maybe it's going to be next year. And so you just. So then you just eat like you realize that it's not going to it's not going to happen. This ain't my year. Neither have been the last four or five. But uh, it's the realization that maybe the, the, the dad bot is here for another here for another season. And so you just accept that and you just start crushing bush lights and eating everything in sight. So. Sounds like anti 75 hard. Yeah, it, the opposite. It, 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 it certainly is. I, I I get my water though. I do get my water. Seventy five easy. Seventy five easy. Yeah. The dad bot is not here to stay. You can do it. I believe in you. Yeah, it's weird too because I end every episode with "eat your veggies," and that I just realized that is not a good thing to finish the episode after I said that. So I, like that video I sent you and Parker the other day of that guy, like your doppelganger, and you're like, "Man, I'm not that handsome." And Parker's like, you are, but he's just a lot more jacked than you. That guy was jacked. He looked exactly like me, and he was 
massive, and it was the saddest thing I've ever watched in You're my just entire life. Five grams life. of creatine and a 35 minute workout every day for two months away. We all are in a way. Yeah. All right. And thank you guys note. for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. We're gonna. Um, we're gonna we're gonna get out of here. We're going to start being more consistent with this. So if you're on YouTube, please subscribe. Please like. If you're listening, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whatever. Um, it's important that for us to keep this going, for us to get more subscribers, for us to get more listeners, all that stuff. So we're gonna be consistent with this. We don't ask anything from you guys. All we need is for you to subscribe or follow and or, leave us a review. Yeah, and yeah. Share it with a friend. Yeah, absolutely. All right. See you guys next week. Eat your veggies.